some people listening to this know the situation that you prepare a presentation and then cannot find the most recent one of this one single slide, then you maybe call someone in the marketing department and ask, hey, where is this presentation? I need this slide for my presentation tomorrow. So, <laughs> and this takes a lot of time and also costs companies a lot, to be honest. Hey everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of the World of Presentations podcast brought to you by Asset Presentation Agency 356 Labs. I'm Boris, uh, the founder of the company and your host for today's episode. And today with me, I have another founder of a company from the presentation industry. All right, so stay with me here. So who is with us today? He is the founder of a company that's called Presono. He'll probably tell us quite a lot more about the, uh, about the tool that they have built. He is also one of our speakers at Present to Succeed 2022. And third thing, he and his company, Presono, actually were the first sponsor of the event for 2022. So again, uh, Martin, thank you so much for uh, trusting us, <laughs> trusting us with that one that early on. So obviously you heard his name. Uh, his name is Martin Behrens. Uh, Martin, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Boris. Thanks for the invitation. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Absolutely. So for everyone who is listening, yes, Martin runs a presentation uh, company. He has built the two personal with his team. But don't worry, this is not going to be a spammy type of selling episode or anything like this. I wanted to bring Martin into the podcast so that we can talk about the issues that he and his team sees with the corporate presentations and how one or you that are listening or watching to this can fix those. All right. And of course, uh, we have to hear what Persona is. But we always, Martin, we always uh, start with the story, the backstory, like how you ended up being in the presentation industry, because everyone of our guests, which are now, to be very frank, 91 people, this is episode 91 secretly. So the 91 people have very strange stories of how they ended up in the presentation space. What's your story? Yeah, that's a good question. I'm asking this myself every day. No, <laughs> so, <laughs> All right. How I ended up here. No, it's it's actually it's uh, maybe it's really a, a little bit of funny story. Um, I focused uh, during school times on music and and German language and and uh, literature. And this doesn't sound like an IT company like <laughs> like we are having to today. Uh, so I started with music and literature and ended up in theatrical acting after school and wanted to do this as a profession. And yeah, I, I tried it in some some universities and um, wasn't that bad, I think. But I learned during these auditions that it's kind of running, uh, chasing a dream. It's a chasing a dream and it may, for some people it works out and for some not. So, but then I realized, okay, maybe I should change the topic for my future working profession and yeah through the theatrical things i had some cards of invitations some videos i edited and all these things uh, the website for our uh, for our group of the where we 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 acted and so i stepped into the multimedia area but on the other hand i love to be on stage so i always followed things where it was about how you your presence on stages and how you're doing on stage and therefore 
also so it's i think it's a very natural reaction that i love presentations also during school time so whenever i had the chance to be on stage i love to be there and therefore there's an, a close connection to the topic of presentations yeah then then i uh, switched to this multimedia area and i moved to from germany to austria and i did my study here studies here in multimedia technology and design And yeah, this was actually uh, the part where uh, I found my way into this IT range of IT in this IT area. And uh, after have, well, while having a job as a programmer, a software developer and project manager in, the, in an agency, I got to know one of the, my co-founders or both co-founders or co-founders actually. And then he told me, hey, I'm working in a larger corporate rate and we have a lot of issues with this presentation topics in product management, marketing, sales. And I have this idea. And then he told me about his basic idea and, and, and I understood from a, from a presenter point of view this this problem situation and also i i knew from an agency perspective how our customers for the from the, of the agency were working and so therefore as i saw this issue and then we said sort each other hey okay let's do this let's solve this let's tackle this problem and and dive into this, and this is now it's six years ago but yeah uh, we're still working on this and so the company evolves from year to year that was basically the story behind so i love to be on stage and i love this whole area of presentation and i love it when someone really can present on point and really good. But I also know that the classical pitch is something different than a sales presentation, also something different than a keynote on stage. So there are different types of presentation and each and every presentation has different things it needs actually from the presenter point of view as well as from the visual representation and so on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, all of them are so different and they have... Each one of them has their nuances, right? So you need to know them, obviously, depending on what role you are in, what type of presentation, obviously, you have to deliver afterwards, etc. Let's talk about that corporate world. You mentioned that one you when you were working as an like when you were working as an IT person, you met your two co-founders, etc. Um, and you they were talking to or were you working as an IT person or you were just learning? Sorry for that one. No, I was I was working as a programmer, as a developer. Got it. And then you met the two co-founders and they were talking to yeah. you about all of those issues. What were those issues? Like what what were they telling you? Because I think that having in mind that our audience is the business professionals who are coming from that corporate world, they may recognize themselves in those. So what were some of those issues? There, there are a lot. Uh, let me let me start okay, with the one start. that, that was the, the, the let me start with the one that was the initial starting point of the idea of persona. So uh, it's um, a problem my co-founder Hannes, who had the actual idea, uh, came up with, and he was a young um, young professional in the area of product uh, product management. So, so only one or two years after starting uh, his first real job, and then he had the issue to. Uh, keep all presentations up to date in different languages. So they had product presentations and they had a German version, an English version, a French version, a Czech version and, and so on. So four or five or six versions. And he told me that he had this issue because he changed an image in one version and didn't know afterwards which version this was. And if it was changed already in the other ones, then he changed 
one number because the product has a new length or height or weight or whatever, a new specification. He changed it in one presentation and then had to rethink, okay, I have to change it in every version. Then he changed this and a week later he recognized some presentations internally and saw that other colleagues already had copies of the old versions with the old numbers or images. And he said, hey, okay, my first approach was to have some kind of language management, like it's on the website. You switch between two languages. The image stays the same. You only have to update the image once, for example. You get a notification if a translation was changed to, to change all the other translations. It, it's so easy in the web at this time. Uh, please keep in mind it was six years ago that we started and he had the idea, I think, some, some years earlier already. So the First approach was to have some kind of language management to resolve this issue of different versions only to have multiple translations of the same file. So because basically a product presentation is always the same, you just need it in English and German and so on. And this was the was the first part where we started with. And yes, that one is what like most of the times sales and marketing will face that problem, probably HR, anyone. Who are the teams that are struggling most with that? For sure, sales. That is guaranteed. De definitely. Right. Everything that's uh, sales, marketing, and maybe product management. Yeah, um, yeah. So, and, and this is uh, so also many of the other problems I'm, I'm talking about are, are in this range. So we know there is some CEO that has a, a keynote to, to, to hold. Yeah, but this is a one-time thing. They prepare for this keynote. Just <laughs> let's think about uh, Steve Jobs. So he prepared weeks or even months for this one presentation. So there was no reused slide or content. So this is basically another part of the job, even in, in larger companies. If the if the C-level wants to have a town hall meeting with all these things. So this is basically not the area where we recognize the, these problems, but the problems we saw are in marketing, sales, product management, a little bit HR as service and support. Maybe if they have presentations in services, it's, um, yeah, there are presentations too. Uh, also in training, uh, if you have yeah. a training department, they have a lot of presentations to do. And yeah, so this is, these are the areas or uh, the teams that have these issues. And yeah, so basically, if we explain the list of issues, we always start with a, with a kind of screenshot from, from a lot of presentation files. And we all know these folders where we have this, this final, final two, final, final, final <laughs> version. And so because we always have uh, think about maybe losing some data or, or having to redo some things. And yeah, we all know it. And this is uh, the starting point because this is, basically the, the point where it gets really hard in teams and companies for an individual this is completely okay but as soon as you have content of your company that should be presented it becomes really hard because not every seller for example or even in training not every person who does trainings knows about the current numbers and figures and facts let's just start with that so if the company has a new yearly revenue it needs to be changed so most of the time this gets changed a new file is placed on let's say sharepoint or a central server and yeah everyone copies this file yeah. and as soon as you update the number no one has the most recent version because everyone has the old copied file and they don't know how many times they reuse this in their own 
presentations again. So basically, there's a, a, a huge issue for companies in these departments with standardized content. So all the content that needs to be standardized and updated by a central um, group of people who manage the content or um, for example, product informations or company history, uh, some sales arguments, and all these things uh, get yeah get lost just by because there are so many duplicates and own versions, and everyone copies single slides and combines them with their own slides, and then there's a new file and a new file and all these yeah. things. Uh, so that's basically one. I think everyone knows this this struggle, and. Yeah, but we, we are getting used to it. To be honest, this is one of the main aspects and we yeah, we got used to it and have a l lot of time spent on just finding the most recent version. Maybe some people listening to this know the situation that you prepare a presentation and then cannot find the most recent one of this yep. one single slide. Then you maybe call someone in the marketing department and ask, hey, where is this presentation? I need this slide for my presentation tomorrow. Yep. So, <laughs> and this takes a lot of time and also costs companies a lot, to be honest. So, and I know there are just, let's start with this, but there are slide management solutions today. So this is why uh, some people thought, hey, maybe we should do some kind of slide management or find this kind of slide management solution. So there are solutions uh, starting to solve these issues. And this is one of the, one of the problems also, another big problem for corporates or for larger companies is this branding guideline topic because mm. everyone wants to present or wants their teams to present the correct branding where because they spend a lot of money on this branding and they also spend a lot of money on websites, on a, on a booth at a trade fair, on uh, printed materials and so on. So there's a special logo with the right colors and a new font they actually bought for a lot of money and new design guidelines and all these things. And then you see the presentations from some person and you think, okay, it's Comic Sans. The logo is the version we had five years ago. It's yeah. not our presentation or a, an element that you present somewhere. It's basically it also can be an out of play presentation at a, at yeah. a trade fair or so. Uh, it's not looking like we want it to look. And the branding is kind of your business card to the outer yeah. world because as a larger company, this is how you want to be recognized, how you want to be uh, reminded. And it's also something uh, you see the logo or the colors or the branding and then memorize it and always combine it with the products or the services of this company. And therefore, branding is such an important part. But yeah, in today's world of presentations, um, it's basically more about the individual design and the creative possibilities, which is also fine for some use cases, to be honest. It's, it's, yep. It needs this. But in a corporate world where, especially in a larger company, where a lot of people use or reuse the same content, this is basically an issue because I don't want that everyone as a sales team has another design. They all should go out there with the same branding, which is on point and which also... Uh, yeah, increases uh, professionalism that that is seen by others uh, for this company. Yeah, absolutely. Plus, if you think about it, the, as you said, brand, the branding exercise is a very expensive one <laughs> in the first place. And not going with the brand and not sticking to the brand could cause, all, not to mention even legal issues at some point. You know, like that could be so, so huge. We also push our customers when we train them to stick to the brand. We always say, as you mentioned, right? Sometimes if you get the approval, if you ask internally, let's say the PR or the branding team, hey, 
give me freedom to design whatever I want, right? And you have it in written, written form, sure, go ahead, do it. But if you don't have that, you have to stick to the brand and you have to forget all of the advices that are coming up in the next 10 minutes of this training, all right? You have a font, you have colors, you have, let's say, specific shapes or forms or whatever it is. And no matter whether you like it, whether you like them or not, you have to stick to those, right? Yeah. And if it's possible, probably you will say a few words here. It will be I'll be curious to know more a little bit a little bit more about because most of the times I think that if you look at the let's say the PowerPoint world, if you look at the Google Slides world since recently, you would say okay, these guys just have a template. And it should work. Uh, but people that are listening to this one know that even though that you have a template, doesn't equal we're staying on brand, right? Yeah. And there are many, many reasons why that happens. How do you, like, for example, like, what do you guys do at Persona to make sure that this is easy for the person on the other side, like for the sales person or the marketing person to stay on brand? Like, in few words, what would, what is the answer there? Uh, the answer is, uh, to be honest, a really easy one because we also have templates and they are grouped as template sets. So, you, you know, okay, for this use case, for example, a sales presentation, there's one template set and all the sales people use this template set. But our templates are combined with permissions. And mm -hmm. on the one hand, you have an administration team or a marketing team that defines uh, central settings like the font, the allowed font sizes, for example, the color scheme, so that you don't have the chance to go into different colors. Oh, you can only use the color that the marketing team gave you. So the color picker only has these three, five or 10 colors to choose. Oh, yeah. And also you only have this one or two fonts that are actually allowed to be used. And also the, the single areas where you place your content into are defined with permissions. So the administration team, the marketing team can exactly define or even the agency if you have an agency doing all this yeah. work for you they can define who is allowed to put which kind of content where and what is allowed to do with this content so the the hardest limitation is to define areas for a let's say headline for a large image for a short uh, subtext line or, or things like that and the the user that fills in his his or content is only allowed to type the text there and not to format it in any way. It's already pre-formatted to place an image there and it always is in the right dimensions. So it cannot be uh, scaled unproportional also. Uh, you only select the, the cropping range, for example. And then there's another text part for the subtext line and the he types the text in and that's it. And this is the hardest limitation. So, uh, and there are different grades of, of permissions in between yep. and you define who is allowed to do how many yep. changes. So you yep. also can allow someone to do everything they want in each color, each font and put it everywhere on the slide. But in the hardest way, it's just 
fill it out with your content and you're ready to go. And you yeah. cannot change the animation or all these things. And the, the good thing about this is the central management of these templates. So if you decide to change the font centrally for everyone, it changes just with one click on the save button. You change it, click on save, and everyone who has had used this font automatically gets converted to the new font yeah. or to the new color or the new logo or whatever you want. And so this is basically what we do. We put permissions as an additional layer and in between these these, these ranges for the users. Yeah, otherwise, otherwise it, for everyone who is listening and for everyone who is still bounded, uh, let's say, <laughs> by the corporate's decision to use any other platform, you know, because that's most of the times it's a corporate decision uh, being passed on from, uh, let's say, the top organi- the top um, the headquarters, uh, let's say they have decided to go Google Slides for some reason, which is to me a very strange decision, but that's me. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, there are, okay, let's be honest, there are advantages of each and every tool and every yeah. platform out there. Let's let's be very frank there. Uh, for everyone that's listening, I mean, guys, you really have to understand that being and sticking to the brand is extremely, extremely important. Like if you are not sure about something, and especially if that presentation is a public one, it's not delivered internally, and you're not sure about something, please consult with PR, with the marketing, with the branding team, just to be on the safe side. That is super, super important. If you don't have a tool like what um, Martin is talking to you about, like Persona, where you don't even have the chance to go off-brand, and you're not sure, just stick try to reach out to somebody to help you out that's i am so i'm amazed how many presentations i see from some of the top brands martin probably you also have seen such where you see a top brand like a top 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 fortune 50 brand and it's not on brand i'm like oh my god that is the, the my favorite part the logo of the company which appears on every slide for a reason. Let's not even dis- go into that discussion. But on every slide is stretched. This is, I mean, yeah. That or is. jumps jumps between different position, positions. No, no, if no. You only jump between different positions. The logo itself has been stretched. Like completely, okay. Yeah. yeah, completely. Not just jumps because of the alignment issues. Yeah. But it's stretched or some partner or vendor or their customer, their customer's logo is stretched. When and that is even that is even crazier. If I'm their customer and my logo appears on their slide and it's not the one that our company uses and has, I will be very, very mad. You know, like I will definitely call them out afterwards. That is guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, and maybe one thing I'm, I'm interested in, in your opinion on this, and, and another thing that goes in hand with this branding is uh, the modern approach of design, because we see a lot of um, corporate design manuals where you look through the menu and you're really fascinated because it's a cool branding, cool fonts, a, a modern design. You think, wow, they really got into this. The agency they had was really good. And then you come to the part on this manual, if there's a part about it, it's not yeah. for sure, but then you come to the part where 
where it says presentation designs and you see the classical, the most classical PowerPoint uh, template we all have seen yeah. since since 30 years. And not it's not against PowerPoint. It's just about the creativity that is missing here because then you have uh, the standard font, just uh, one, one area of color, a logo, and that's it. There's no design, nothing more. And if you look on websites, how many, how much money is spent on websites these days, or on in, on individual apps and on 3D animations and, uh, and and sales apps that I don't know, but this part of presentation is nobody looks at it really. So that's really it's hard for me to understand because we live in this modern design where there are so many tools and so many approaches on design and on modern branding and and things. And then you come to the topic of presentations and in most corporate use cases, there's there just no one has thought about being modern here or or think through this again. What's your yeah. point of view on this? Yeah, one very few, like few things here because I also am completely amazed when I see this. Like probably people will probably people will also um, recognize their organization. That first of all, when you work with designers and you have internal design team, let's say the first thing that bothers me is that designers. Let's just start with the fact that they hate designing presentations for a reason, all right? Uh, for some some reason. Uh, it's below their profession. You know, it's below <laughs> their grades. It's somehow like if they're designing presentations, that's like, wait a minute, I'm a professional designer. I shouldn't be designing presentations. You know, like that is low-level work. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> you know, that's not exactly <laughs> the case. But it's considered the case for many, many designers. That is the first thing that shocks me you know like completely shocks me on the on the other side you have people that you know want to do better you know, they just want to do better and they're searching for ways you know they're pushing the limits trying to do something trying platforms trying tools trying spending the time especially when they have um when they have the time probably hear a shameless book for some friends uh, our friends from um, a company that's called slide model for example here, do you know those guys at slide model i think you told me about them in, oh, in another call yeah maybe 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 i don't know how many calls we had already yeah. <laughs> uh, but those guys for example like they are trying to help that part of the group you know the the individual part of the group that are like okay i don't have time I'm bounded by, let's say, Google Slides or PowerPoint, but I want my slides to look good, you know, because I know that that represents me, yeah. you know, and my brand and my name, and it's my reputation behind it. And then you can go on their website, find some really cool templates, shapes, charts, tables, like various things, and you download them and that's it, and you use them. So you save time this way. But on your point, with the corporate world, when you see those really cool branding, like the brand guideline and, uh, for example, even the template itself, I really think that what ends up happening is that many, many times the people that are the organizations that hire branding agencies, you know, yeah, they are also being tasked to create the presentation outline, meaning the presentation, um, how the presentation should be looking at right how they would how they should look what is the template etc and those people most of the times unfortunately sorry for you sorry for me to say it out loud i have said it many times anyway uh but most of the times those guys don't have any clue about how a presentation should look like what the presentation template actually means yeah 
And somehow on the top of exactly what you said, like they spent so much, like the brand itself is so creative, so well done when they get to the presentation. And that's including my first point with the designers. For some reason, professional designers, when they get to the presentation part, I notice that they somehow forget how to design. You know, they forget all the rules, all the techniques, all the principles that they're following when they're designing, let's say, a social media creative or a website or any other design for that matter. Like they forget about alignment even. Like, wait a minute, why is it? Like, why are you not aligning stuff when you're in the context of a presentation? Yeah. Like, why is that different? Uh, whatever, you know? Yeah. And, and I, they, just, uh, I think they, uh, and it's, yeah, it's, and, and it's sad to be honest, it's a little bit sad because there, there's an opportunity that gets lost and they also need to, to keep in mind the difference between the different use cases as, so we have designers in our team that are, they are doing this the thing for different customers of ours and doing it day by day, but it's a difference if they need a presentation to bring out the basic messages of their company, why they are out there, their, so their, their key messages or so. Um, and if you look at a classical sales presentation, surely then the sales presentation is a little bit more text. It's not the keynote presentation. It's maybe not that pure just an image and one text yeah. line because it's okay. just not possible because the the sales people just need a little bit more help here or a little bit more arguments and they need a template to bring three to five arguments is explicitly for this one customer they are talking to and all these things so, uh, this is also a thing you need to keep in mind because it's not just one template you need to do but you need templates for different use cases and i yep. think many people are, and also agencies are not thinking about this yeah hopefully hopefully people will listen because the people that are listening will be from the pr and the marketing team so listen to what what has been said you need templates for the different scenarios that you get in right if you yeah. if you think about your template be that like whatever the template is you have to be chasing a template that serves the presenter that's most of the times, the template, I don't know what you're seeing with your customers, but I'm sure that you have seen the template being opening, closing slide, and one for internal, like one that's inside with few bullet points predefined. And that's the template. I'm like, how could that be a template? Like, do you have those type of cases with your customers? Yeah, yeah, we we saw this and we want to change this. So basically our approach is also we, we start with that and then tell them, hey, that's not enough. And um, we start, we also, so the, the issue for us is we also have this implementation of the tool in parallel. So therefore we have a lot more to discuss than the regular agency. And this also helps us because we understand how our customers think and work and what are their use cases. And so this helps us to bring them online and tell them, hey, we, we heard you have this, this and this use case. So let's talk about these three use cases or scenarios as you called it. Uh, and not just one general template so yeah. it's and and this really works out because the companies then realize ah yeah i see there are more issues more things to think about and then they actually have different template sets within their persona instance for example so yeah. that every department has the templates for their use cases and this is one of the standard sales presentation for example and one of the 
really fancy and extremely advanced thing just for a keynote of some people that are holding keynote and there are so and they are completely different so they have this branding yeah the branding and this is what connects both but how it's designed in, in, in detail is completely different to be honest yeah very very much different so everyone who's listening to this one again obviously you heard the languaging issue and yeah that is very hard to tackle with with things like sharepoint <laughs> to be very honest unfortunately but if you have it probably now yeah now you know where you can go uh you you have heard many other things but again on on the branding part again uh, going back to the branding part please stick and be on brand and ask for advices if needed if not search for a creative way to limit your users uh to not do something that's not allowed now going back to this one by the way i remember a story and i was recently telling it uh for a company that's operating all across um all across europe uh, so they're one of the biggest brands out there in regards to drinks like um, mineral water all of those type of things so they have the most boutique uh type of um mineral water on and on and on, and on. Anyway, so we have worked with their CEO here in Bulgaria, their local CEO here for a financial report, uh, which he asked us to templatize. So on each quarter, the five or six CEOs for each country were receiving a report uh, that was 431 pages. Wow. And they are expected to read that. In that, uh, in that document, each country uh, more or less has to present their numbers and what they have achieved. However, their biggest one of the biggest problems is that not only how the way uh, the way the document looks, but the, the fact that every country measures different things. You know, so it's you are comparing like you're comparing comp completely different things at the end of the day. So he created the structure for what each country should put in. We created everything. We templatized it in such a way that you can just change the numbers of the chart in the chart and it's over he sends it over right because it's on powerpoint and there you don't have those limitations right yeah as in your case like you can say okay don't use that color don't use that font uh don't uh, write text here right and you may want to do it but it's forbidden in the tool which is super nice <laughs> so he sends it i will never forget that he sends that so the Bulgarian part is ready. The Netherlands part is ready. All of it looks great. The template goes to France. And he calls me up, sends me a file and calls me up and tells me, like, just try to explain to me, how is it possible that the French people added pink color to our presentation? Right? And imagine a brand that is all about water, right? It's all about blue the nuances of blue etc pink color right because they have complete freedom and because they thought it's nice yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. So they have added pink color on many of their slides in places and like they created new placeholders uh some of them were positioned in a diagonal fashion which okay. is also very interesting about design decision, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. So they don't, didn't have that capability to limit them. And you see yeah. what happens. You know, I'll never forget it. He was, he was amazed. You know, he was so angry by what happened. He was super and amazed at the same time by their yeah. creativity. Yeah. Anyway. It's 
craziness. craziness. Yeah, there are a lot of stories just about the design and branding. It's it's, it's funny yeah. to see how, one, how huge One last topic. here, like any other big issue that you have noticed in the corporate world, like obviously the version, the versioning of the slides, the the language translations, and having again the most recent copy, the branding issues. Everyone is doing whatever the design issues in general, right? Not having the template that, as people say, or as the business world now says, enables people, right? That's a very modern buzzword nowadays, enables <laughs> the presenters. Any, uh, any other so that we made them five. Uh, yeah, there are a lot of more. That let, I'll, I'll shorten this to the, the one last thing. That's uh, the part of uh, who knows what has been presented or sent out to someone. So if, oh, that's a big one. Because you, you present to someone, maybe you switch between two or three files because the question comes up, you switch to another presentation, show three slides, you switch back because you're maybe not in the stage situation where you are on a stage and have your one speech or presentation to do, but you're in a kind of dialogue, in a sales presentation, and there's this buying center in front of you consisting out of six people and they are asking you questions. So you start to switch in between or you're in a training situation and switch between different topics because questions pop up. And then you have this huge workload of combining as first you need to remember what you have shown and then you need to combine all these information afterwards to one presentation file and send it out probably it's a large file you need a dropbox retransfer or other solutions just to yeah. send out the file which is uh, really annoying and then you don't know who is using what in my company and who of my customers is interested in what so internally and externally it's a kind of black box because as a let's say head of sales you don't know what presentations what slides what messages are really used in your yeah. sales everyone says you yeah yeah i'm with this customer i told him that but you don't know which products which services which information are shown and on the other hand the salesperson themselves or even the trainer in, in the training department or, or in the hr if they send out some things to a school or university because they want to attract new people no one knows has someone looked at this presentation maybe you know if it was downloaded but most of the people don't know has uh, some who has been looking at which slide which presentation and which information and for how long so it's yeah. uh, basically a lot of questions that pops up uh, because you want maybe you want to optimize your content maybe you see okay message one and two are really engaging and everyone wants to see it and wants to re-read re it and and look at this afterwards and message three is just not recognized and maybe you want to change the design change the message or the uh, change your whole presentation or the storyline because many presentations follow kind of storyline and maybe you need to adapt it because it, it just it, the users or the the viewers just don't get it and yeah currently you can't do this and this is a huge thing because for a company a corporate uh, company so a larger company this is basically money on the street because they yeah. they just need to to know who is interested in what and it's way more easier to engage the audiences or to sell stuff or to inform about this or to re-engage already existing customers or even to just yeah drive a little bit more action into their people in the training department or so so there's a lot of use cases but everyone wants to know 
what we are are we using what content is engaging what works for our presenters and for our customers or prospects and so on and this is uh, the last bigger issue that we already uh, also are solving within our tool but what we recognized and and yeah everyone tells us hey okay yeah i never thought about it but yeah it would be a good thing to know all these things yeah absolutely that is now the first time i saw something like that i saw it with a PDF file that like something was attached to the PDF um, file somehow. And I saw that it, is, it was possible to get analytics uh, from uh, like who is opening, uh, who is doing, what, uh, like how much time they're spending on each and every page, etc. And I was like, whoa, that is, uh, that is a big one. I mean, that is truly, truly a big one. So did you guys, like you already have the feature, right? Yeah, we we already have this, and uh, so so basically to maybe to I don't want to do an advertisement uh, yeah, <laughs> in large, but but maybe just to summarize this. So so basically, uh, Persona is, is is more than just a presentation tool. It's a whole platform where you manage all your content, your single slides. You can reuse in them, to define all your design things, and also analyze the usage internally as well as externally shared presentations. So that's basically everything within the tool, which shows how the whole presentation process of corporates is, is built into the tool. Yeah. Because pres- in, in, in my opinion, or in, in our experience, a presentation is, is more than just this one thing that you show on some screen or so it's really about a preparation about the creation the then the the, the design as we already talked then you, the the actually application and where you show it and talk to it but also the follow-up and sharing and this is the all about the presentation it's not just about one slide with the design it's it's all the things that come along with that and i think yeah. that's important to always keep in mind yeah, one last here on on the tool itself. Like, I know that you're targeting it a lot towards the co- the corporate world. Can the individual also go ahead and use it, though? Yeah, surely. So it's it's possible to use it as a single person or a small team, but. Uh, we focus on B2B and we focus on marketing and sales departments or companies using it in this B2B area. Um, a single person surely can use it, but um, you always have to think about it. Okay, it's, it's a, is it a benefit for me to have this reusable slides or this branding guideline things or the sharing functionalities? And for most people that do highly individual one-time presentation, it's maybe not that engaging or the best tool or the, the, the best mm. thing. It's more focusing on this thing in the corporate world, but it's it could be used. Yeah, it could be used for, for other people, Got individual it. ones. Um, you are obviously going to be one of the speakers of the event. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I was about to ask, how excited are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm, I'm, I'm already a little bit nervous because you, you told me you need uh, the, the introduction for, from me with the text and the headline. And I thought, hey, okay, now it's getting real. It's only, I think, half a year and then it's there. And yeah, um, I'm, I'm really a little bit nervous, and but I'm looking forward to it. And yeah, also to I mean, the other sessions, because the sessions were great with in the 21 edition. Uh, great talks, great speakers. And so I'm also not only looking forward to my own slot, but also to the other slots and to, to learn yeah. additional stuff about this. That was, that was by the way, one of the very interesting things is that a lot of the speakers themselves, they like you will be surprised how many people uh, said, I'm joining just for my session because I don't have the time or whatever, whatever. 
And I received at least 10 emails from our speakers afterwards that were like, you know, I joined to just see how it is before my session. And then I stayed till the end of the event. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was truly, truly cool. Indeed. Indeed. What can we expect from uh, what can we expect from your session, by the way? Like, just give us a glimpse. Do you have some ideas already for what are you going to cover? Because it's till September 2021. The event is in April 2022. Have you thought about it? Uh, yeah, I had to think about it, uh, and yeah, it's uh, as you uh, as you as we discussed. I'm in the I'm in the tool section, so I'm a little bit more focusing on the tool because I think that's where our strengths are to show the people how we are solving all these issues we're we're just talking about because mm, yeah. uh, i think everyone who heard us now knows okay we understand the problems of this corporate world and i want to show how one tool can be more than just a creative presentation solution but a real platform in this marketing and sales area because it's not only about individual creation, but the branding and the collaboration and the exchange in between uh, teams and all these things. And yeah, I think it's maybe you can you can uh, do a, a kind of uh, kind of comparison to to a, a sports person who is focusing on marathon running, for example. This is uh, these are tools that already exist with a that are really good in this one thing and maybe we are kind of uh, I think I've wrote it in my short summary the decathlete uh, software because we are good in different solutions within one tool we are if you look at only on one single thing maybe we are not the the best if you compare it to the marathon runner for example in running also but we are nearly that good and can do this on different levels for different functionalities so that's a little bit the the comparison I want to start with and to show how a tool can be used in this area because a lot of companies are afraid of implementing new tools and all the work they have to do when implementing and changing the behavior mm. of the user and no one uh, no one needs to be afraid of this because uh, yeah, it's not that hard as it sounds because we have sought through this and we have now six years of experiences with larger companies doing this so a lot of learnings that we put into the tool again from all the feedback we got and yeah i want to show this a little bit and talk about these possibilities brilliant i will be moderating your session so everyone who is listening to this one at some point in the future hopefully before april 2022 but even if uh, you listen to this one after april 2022 for sure you can get the recordings from the event and see the session <laughs> of martin and many many other speakers uh, i'll be moderating that session i to be very honest i cannot wait to see what's uh, what are you going to show plus i'm completely sure that up until april uh, 2022 there will be even more new features and updates uh, to the platform itself so uh, hopefully you can bring us behind the scenes also on what's coming up next we'll see how that one goes uh, sure. <laughs> probably show us something that is not released yet because that i think will be very interesting to everyone however <laughs> one question before the last um we always ask uh we always ask our guests who else should we get on the podcast do you have one name let's also put a limitation here uh do you have one name from the presentation industry or from any other industry that you however connect with the connect with the topic of successful effective presentations that you think would be a very interesting guest 
Um, yes, um, to be honest, I have to think about a friend and former colleague of mine, uh, Lucas. Uh, he is working at One More Thing in Vienna, so also here in Austria. And One More Thing is focusing uh, also a little bit on presentation, but also on the why. So they focus on storytelling and the why and they also offer part of design but it's it's just it's also more than uh, than the design it's more about okay what's your basic idea what's your why and how do you want to bring out this how to want to communicate this out to your audiences and they are focusing on this and that's a friend of mine and also a, a great guy and i think he is uh, would be a good partner maybe to to talk about and he has a, a good uh, good history and he worked for Adobe, for Apple, for Microsoft. Uh, so it's also an, in, an interesting point of view uh, because he's a little bit older and has a little bit more experience. Uh, so this is, I think he would be a great fit from my point of view. So, sounds intriguing. I wrote uh, his name down and the company's name, name down. So at some point I'll ask you to introduce us to him. Absolutely. <laughs> if, if, if he's going to be in for, uh, in for the idea. Final question here uh, before we wrap up the episode. Where can people find more about you? How can they connect? Uh, what's the best platform uh, somewhere on the web? And where should they go to find more about um, what you guys are doing at Persona? Yeah, so the... Most easy way is uh, to go on presono.com, P-R-E-S-O-N-O.com, where you can find out more about our tool and what we do and our customer and use cases. Uh, feel free to get in touch there and uh, get in touch with one of my colleagues or directly to myself. And you can also send me uh, an email. It's the most, uh, I think it's the easiest way at mb at presono.com. So mb for Martin and Birens, uh, mb at presono.com. Uh, but you can also write me on LinkedIn or so, but I think email is the easier access. Yeah, brilliant. It's very rare for someone to give uh, their email over uh, the podcast. So I wrote it down in bpersonal.com. Brilliant. Okay, Martin, thank you so much for joining us. That was super nice. It's already 40, uh, 48 minutes. Wow, is it? <laughs> what the hell? So it's already 48 minutes. Thank you so much for uh, spending the time with us here. And surely um, looking forward to you joining us at the event. Thanks for the invitation. Thanks for the talk. I enjoyed being here and all the best for the next steps of preparation and for the event. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, everyone. Um, this was uh, this was Martin from Persono. You will find all of uh, the links that he mentioned, including his email in the show notes. No matter where you're consuming this episode, check out also our website. It's 356labs.com to see what we are doing also including the virtual event service we just relaunched uh, relaunched that uh, web page uh, martin we got into the virtual events page and virtual conferences for a reason obviously i mean people <laughs> asked us now to help them with that part and of course uh, we were talking at some point in the episode for present to succeed conference if you're not part of it if you haven't heard about it check it out and hopefully we'll see you there thanks for listening everyone subscribe like follow comment you know how it goes and see you in the next one